no five and no six. I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with him. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see him focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'm a leader, wait, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it. I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, Bailey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Championship Leadership. And today I'm excited. We got uh, John Bourgeois from Seattle in the house here today. He, is, uh, he spent 15 years in the corporate world, and now he uh, he's focused on, he's got a book coming out called The Pen and Its Author. It's coming out this January, so keep an eye out for that. And then also uh, definitely check out his podcast, The Dream Catcher Podcast, uh, which I get to be on here in just a little bit, actually. So I'm excited about that, too. But thanks, man, for being here. I appreciate it, John. What's up, Nate? How are you, man? Oh, so good. So good. Every day. Good. Good. (laughs) Hey, I always like to just kick it off right away with like championship leadership. That's the name of the podcast. What what comes to mind for you when you hear that? Like, what do you think of? What does that mean to you? Yeah, definitely, man. And I love that question, by the way. I spent like, like you were mentioning in the introduction, like I spent 15 years in the corporate world, like developing training and building up leaders. And for me, championship doesn't necessarily mean you've got, you know, the rings on the hand or you've got the trophy in the cupboard. It's it's a mindset and that's where it starts first, right? A championship mindset is what develops a champion. You can fall into a championship. I don't know. I'm up here in Seattle, so I'm not a huge Seahawks fan. Yeah. I'm sorry, 12th man out there. But fan, they got they <laughs> they got a Super Bowl ring, which is awesome. They do. But when yeah. you look at a franchise like, say, the Patriots, yep. that's a championship mindset up there. They go into the game every game to be the champion. And even if they don't win the Super Bowl that year, they're still the champion up here. And that's what I think when I think of like just what this podcast is and that, that title as well. Yeah, that's a great point, man. I love that. Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself and, you know, maybe talk, come back, bring us back to the corporate days and what you were doing and how that's all led to what you are up to right now. Yeah, absolutely. So for myself, like you mentioned, spent about 15 years in the corporate world. The very height of my career, I oversaw five states as well as 293 locations. I thoroughly loved it. The ability to be able to help somebody go from not knowing what their potential was and then watching them flourish is something that I still enjoy to this day. I've done over a million in sales I've done 
a bunch of different accolades. But truth be told, if I was going to be 100% honest with you, I was not happy at all. Yeah. And the real reason why was I sat on a dream for about a decade, mm-hmm. kept it up here, yeah. Uh, yeah. made every excuse possible as to why I couldn't do it yeah. or why I shouldn't do it. Let every external voice that was around me determine, you know, whether I stepped into it. And I finally just got fed up and I made a decision. You know what? I'm tired of just thinking about the dream. I'm going to start catching it. And so it it initially started out as just writing the book that was on my heart and had been on my heart for over 10 years. And it has evolved into this community of dream catchers where we're moving from just you know, just chasing dreams to actually catching them. And so, I mean, that's, that's where it's all been birthed. I mean, that's where the show got birthed. I mean, the show literally got birthed out of me wanting to go ahead and connect with other dream catchers. Cool, man. So what, yeah, well, what was, uh, what was the moment that made you, you know, go from like thinking about this for 10 years and not doing anything about it to actually taking that leap? Nate, I think it was a combination of a couple of things. Growing up for myself, a lot of the, the voices that I would hear is, yeah, you know, as far as writing goes, like you're, you're super energetic, you're, you're hyperactive, you're energetic, like you're never going to be able to sit down and write a book, right? So that's always going through my head. I was the sole earner for our family and like the notion of you won't be able to fund your dream and fund your family was constantly rolling around in my head. What it came down to, and this was the breaking moment. It was actually, it kind of all happened in a series of three. My grandmother was an author, a professional, an English professor as well. And she passed away in 96. Okay. None of her work was ever published. All right. And we as a family finally published her work but she never got to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And right before I made the decision to start writing it, I was going through some life stuff. I had been, and I'm just going to go into it. I'd been literally sleeping on the couch for a long while. And my son comes downstairs and goes, daddy sleeps downstairs. Mommy sleeps upstairs. And he just said it so nonchalant to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And it literally broke me because for the longest time, my self-worth was attached to what my accomplishments were Mm -hmm. and what my relationships were. And so I was okay being on the couch with my wife being upstairs in the room. I was totally fine with that because nobody outside of our home knew that. And when he came downstairs and said that to me, I was like, I don't ever want my kids thinking that's what a relationship, a healthy relationship is. Right. Yeah. And so we went through counseling and, and things like that, that 14 year relationship ended up breaking up. Okay. okay? Yeah. And in that though, I look back and I go, I'm so glad that that did happen because what I realized was I had attached, like I said, accomplishments and I had attached relationships to my self-worth and yet I had never discovered who I was. And I had never personally fallen in love with myself. Why do I expect another person to love me if I can't even go ahead and love myself? Why do I expect them to give me some sort of worth 
when I don't even know what my own worth is. So I had that life moment. I had us publishing my grandmother's works and then my grandfather ends up passing away. And it was at his funeral that I'm, I'm looking at this urn as I'm walking down and I can still see it right now. The blue is tied around his ashes and he's in his silver tin. And I said, enough's enough. I've got to, I've got to do whatever it takes. I don't know what's going to come of it, but I've got to do what it takes to go ahead and have my dreams become a reality. If for the only reason that I'm able to inspire my own kids to be able to go out and do the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful, man. Thank you for sharing that. So, so where, what's dig into the book for me a little bit, like interesting title, depending on its author, what's, What's that all about? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, if you're familiar with The Alchemist, it's a, it's a fable. So it's a mixture of fiction and nonfiction brought together in order for the reader to be able to discover something and be able to find value out of it. The Alchemist is one of those books that I read probably every single year, if not more sometimes. Like I, and every time I go through, I'm underlining new things and just getting new things from it. And so it's a story of an eldest son who is going on this journey and he is reading his father's last dying wishes and last dying letters to him. And as he goes on this journey, he's discovering how to dream and turn that dream into a reality. And so that's what the book's about. Cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. What's, uh, you know, coming back to leadership, like who are some people that really impacted you? Um, you know, and it's not so much about like who they are with, you know, some people like the Arab will name them and some, some won't, but, but really like what are some of the traits or characteristics that you've, you've really taken from these, these people that have impacted you and how has that, you know, helped to mold shape who you are? You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. For me, the really cool thing is I've been blessed with mentors in my life from a young age. My dad was one of those, both somebody that I looked up to, but also somebody that I strive to be like. Probably for me, if I was, I was to say, who are the three mentors that I've personally had in my life? They taught me a couple of things. One, you can literally do anything you set your mind to. Two, you need other people in order to be a leader. And that's a key thing. So many people want to be a leader, but they don't know how to bring value to those around them, right? Yeah. And the, I would say the key thing from that is, and the thing that they taught me was, listen, relationships are very similar to an ATM. You want to give way, 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 way more to your team, to those around you, to those that you're leading than you ever want to withdraw. Because when you do want to withdraw, you want to make sure there's a deposit that you've made into that person. And if all you're doing is withdrawing from them, at some point the, the account's going to get overdraft. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's true. Yeah. And then the, the other thing for me would be like every one of my mentors and every one of the leaders that I've looked up to, they saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. And they believed in me way before I knew who I was. 
And I think that's a key component of a leader, right? A leader yeah. is somebody yeah. who hands down is able to see the vision, whether it's the vision of the company, but also the vision of the people within the company, also the vision of those that are in the community that they're building, be able to see their, their capability and be able to help them bring it out. And I think those are, those are some of the things when I look back and I go, man, I've had some phenomenal mentors in my life. What are the things that if I were to drill down the, the things that they were really good at, it would be one, they firmly believed, doesn't matter what the obstacle is, we can get it done. They knew that people were the way that we get stuff done and depositing into them was the way that we got stuff done. And then lastly, they were visionary. They were able to see in you something that you didn't even see and then they were able to bring that out yeah yeah oh that's incredible that's yeah i love that what's the vision for you let's talk about that a little bit like dream catcher podcast and what you got going on you know versus the dream chaser i believe you said earlier like yeah what's your vision for what you want to do in the next let's just say five years yeah man I want to move as many daydreamers, dream chasers out of that arena. And I would love to see a, a community, a fire lit behind dream catchers. People that, one, don't just talk about it, but two, they know practically how to walk out a dream that they've got in their head and how to make it happen. I mean, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more on our show, but I relate catching a dream very similar to, you know, fitness. You yourself know just as well when you're doing Ironmans or when you're in the military or anything like that, there are steps to take to execute any tasks that you're wanting to put in front of you. And if you take those, whether it's business, whether it's fitness, whether it's the military, if you take those steps, they might look a little different. They might be called something different, but if you take those steps, they're going to get you to that end result. That's what the next five years looks like for me. Yeah. I want to build a community full of dream catchers that when they go, let's just take Mount Everest, right? That's one of the things on my heart I would love to do. Yeah. And I'm going to do yeah. right. I love it. Awesome. When, when they go, Hey, my dream is Mount Everest. They understand in order to take that journey, I have to start at the bottom and I've just got to put one foot in front of the other until I'm eventually at the peak. And when I'm at the peak, I'm overlooking Mount Everest and I've done it. And then it's, how do I bring the next person up and how do I go to my next level? That's what I'm on a mission for, man. Is that alone. Yeah. Thank you. What is a moment in your life where you've had a big decision, a critical moment, a turning point where, you know, you could have very easily went the path that everybody else goes, but you decided to, to take a different path really has altered the trajectory of where you're at today. Because uh, we all have those moments, right? And sometimes uh, we're uncertain in those moments what to do. And sometimes we can choose wrong and it could have you completely, you know, on a different path inside of your life. Like, is there something that, really sticks out to you is that moment where, you know, your life changed to help you get to where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, there has been, there's been multiple points in my life that I look back at and would say, Oh, that was a turning point. Whether that be the decision that I was no longer going to give my son that sort of lifestyle. 
Um, Whether it be the decision that I was going to move from Sydney, Australia, where I spent about seven years over in and, and come to the U S whether it would, was, uh, we're going to move from Southern California to Seattle um, because we wanted to be closer to family or whether it even be like the most recent decision that I made at the beginning of 2018, I could have decided, Hey, I want to go for CEO. I could have of a company that's not mine. Right. I could have decided to go to the next level in a corporate ladder. Instead, I made the decision, no, you have something on your heart. You have something on your mind and your soul. Let's step out. Let's jump. Let's make the decision that, hey, if you want people to hedge their bets on you, you better be ready to hedge your bets on yourself before anybody else does. Very similar to going back to what we're talking about with self-love, right? Why do you, you shouldn't expect somebody to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself, right? And so for me, probably more recently, making that jump from the corporate world and the securities of the corporate world, I mean, I'd always had side hustles. Uh, don't get me wrong, I'd always traded, I always sold, I'd always yeah, invested right. in different areas, right? But really stepping out and going, we're gonna, very similar to Alexander the Great, we're gonna burn our boats and this is a ride or die moment we're gonna go ahead and go all in and we're gonna see what we can actually do if we give 120 percent of our focus to this thing in front of us has that always been kind of a natural thing for you to do in those times or you know where does that come from is that something that you've seen or learned from somebody else or yeah where does that come out of which one? The the burn the oh, boats? Just making the decisions to like, yeah. I mean, take a stand for yourself, and you know, because those more, yeah. Because a lot of people are looking for the guarantee, or they want a guarantee before they make the decision. You know, and yeah. Like, man, you just don't know. You wish you could know before you make the decision, right? But I mean, that's yeah, just, you, it's just not possible. It's really, uh, it's kind of like the def, the true definition of faith, right? Of just having the yeah. Faith, hey, this is gonna work out. That this is really, you know, this is is what i want i'm gonna make this happen like it's not natural for most people that's why i ask you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you've always been willing to take that leap or is that something you've just kind of learned over time well keep in mind i'm i'm the kid that at a young age climbs a telephone pole and let's go at the very top because (laughs) one of my friends tells me that he's going to catch me when (laughs) when i let go okay so keep in mind that's who that's who i am uh, and that's my nature yeah. But but bringing it back to dream catching and bringing it back to a championship mindset, I, I, I teased on the Seahawks, right? I teased on the 12th man. But when they lost to the Patriots, they had a decision to make, right? That decision was we can go ahead and do what we've always done. And the Patriots very well might know exactly what we're going to do by handing the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Or what we can do. Best call to make, definitely. It it would be. (laughs) Hindsight, that's correct. That's right. That's right. Or they took the risk. No, totally. They they decided we're going to do something entirely different. The Patriots won't expect this. Yeah. And they decide to throw the ball. Now, in hindsight, you can look back at a champion, you can look back at a dreamer and go, oh, that was stupid. You shouldn't have risked that. But imagine had that been a touchdown, that yeah. would have been one of the greatest plays that we'd been talking yeah. about, right? 
oh, they would have handed it off to Marshawn Lynch. It goes both ways. And yeah. for me, I've had to learn a fine balance of, okay, what are the people around me? Like the people that I look up to, the people that have done exactly where I want to go and are at where I want to be, right? What is their advice when they look at it, at the decision I'm making? If their advice is don't take the risk or they haven't done it or something like that, then I'm going to be a little bit less leery. But deep down on the inside, to be honest with you, Nate, I am willing to jump if, if I think that there's a chance of me being yeah. able to fly, yeah. you know? I love it. Love it. So, yeah. What's, uh, you know, as we start to wrap up here, what are, what are one or two things that you could leave with the listeners that would help them to move forward like just today, like they can take and implement into their life? Yeah, that's a, that's an absolute great question. I think the biggest thing that you could go ahead and do and execute today is first and foremost, write out whatever your vision is, write out whatever your goal is, write out whatever your dream is, write it out in full detail. Like, I want you to remove any of the obstacles that you may or may not think are in front of you. I want you to remove them entirely, and I want you to write out exactly what your dream or what your goal is in its full detail. So much so that when you read it, you feel it, and when somebody else reads it, they feel it as well. And then the other thing that I want you to do, my book isn't even published. Yeah. And I'm already writing my second one. Awesome. Take the action today in order to get you one step closer to your dream. Because yeah. if I could go back and talk to my younger self, I would tell him that exact thing. I would say, take the action today to get you to finishing your book. If it's five minutes, okay. If it's 10 minutes, okay. If it's 20, 30, if it's an hour, I don't care. Yeah. Take the action necessary today, right after you're done listening to this episode and go whatever and, and do whatever it takes today to get you one step closer. Cause I can promise you it's going to compound effect. It's going to go ahead and have a snowball effect. Eventually you will get one step closer and eventually you'll actually be able to accomplish what you're going after. Yeah. I love that, man. Thank you. What, uh, what are a few ways that we can find out more about you, your podcast and, uh, even the book that's coming out, like how can we get a hold of this stuff? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So the best way to find me, including when the book is released and everything like that, would be go ahead, subscribe to the Dreamcatcher show. I would love, if you're a Dreamcatcher, I would love to go ahead and know your journey. Know what dream you've got on your heart. If there's anything I can do to help you, I want to know that as well. And so if you want to find me, have a conversation, know uh, like know my journey and watch it. You can always go to any social media platform, John C. Bourgeois, and uh, you'll be able to find me that way as well. Yeah, totally. And we, uh, we'll make sure we get all that uh, linked up in the notes too, so that they can find it easily and get a hold of you. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the time today and coming on the show. And uh, I know I'm going to be coming on yours here in a little bit, and I'm, I'm excited to do that. So yeah, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. 
When I got back, I feel out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. <laughs> I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this. Championship Leadership Podcast. Hey, Bailey. Champion-